Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas so you can grow beyond difficult transitions and evolve from those challenging moments that may have influenced your past but will not define your future. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve as we teach you the exact skills needed to attract and keep a lasting, emotionally healthy and conscious relationship. Now, please welcome your host, certified life dating and relationship coach, trauma professional, and best-selling author, Rihanna Milne. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Season 2, Show 41 of Lessons in Life and Love, the podcast that comes out to you every Friday afternoon. I am your host and life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, and you can hear this every week on my website, LessonsInLifeAndLove.com, and on your favorite apps like iTunes, iHeart, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, Himalaya, and all the other ones out there. I am going to help you transform your life in all areas. We'll talk about personal issues when it comes to life, finances, career, parenting, and of course, a lot of things about love, because you know me, I'm on a mad mission to change the way the world loves. So I'm going to help you have emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious love relationships, as well as help you avoid painful, traumatic relationships, which seem too prevalent today. You'll meet volunteers who will get laser coaching, some of my graduates who have gone through coaching programs, other special guests, as well as me coming on with topics that I think will further your education in both life and love. Of course, the main goal is always to help you have amazing life that you desire and the incredible love that you deserve. And if I can help you during the week, there's always a few spots open to meet with me for a one-time life and love transformation discovery session. It's only $47 and it's a $500 value. So do take advantage of that this week. Okay, little angels and transformers, I'm going to bring our guest on for today. Hi, everyone. I want to welcome to the Lessons in Life and Love show, my dear friend and graduate, Scott Travis. How are you doing, Scott? Doing really well. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on as one of our graduates. And I'll tell everyone how we had met briefly, and then I want you to tell it from your side of the story. I was called to be one of five coaches on the docuseries Radical Dating, Finding Lasting Love Over 40, directed and produced by the amazing Betsy Chassie, uh, who was such a pleasure to work with, really fun to work with. And Scott was one of the many contestants that had come in to be on the show. From there, Scott, I'll let you tell your side of the story. Like what brought you to the show? Why did you audition? A mutual friend mentioned it to me and I emailed Betsy because I've been having problems for years since uh, my ex passed away. God, it's going on almost 10 years now. Mm. Um, so I haven't really been dating much at all. You know, what's the phrase I always say? What I hate about dating is dating. <laughs> when you said that, when you were auditioning for your coach, I'm like, oh my God, whoever gets Scott really has their hands full. <laughs> and lo and behold. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> we know that you're going to be stuck with me. Um, so I, I emailed Betsy to come on in. I remember I was 25 minutes late, half an hour late, half an hour late. And I was standing on the street corner going, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I want to do this. It's pretty Opt nerve wracking to expose your life to, to the cameras. And in the process, after we had that little mini party where you got to go around and meet all your coaches, was there something in particular that resonated why you might want to work with me? You were great. It was, uh. I remember sitting and talking to you and you just were very, you made me feel comfortable. I think that's what 
the big thing is you made me feel comfortable. And the rest is, I got you. I know when we chatted and we got a little deep, I'd find out that you had lost your partner, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. For our listeners, he was killed by a car, horrendous accident. And uh, was it? Yes, in a car accident. Okay. And that was about eight years prior to the show. Yeah. So I knew he had love trauma, you know, someone that he cared about very much. You were together, I believe, eight years. Almost eight, yeah. And then there was also childhood trauma. So to me, Scott would have been a perfect candidate for me to work with. Plus, I thought he was a lot of fun. And we had, you know, a great banter dynamic. And I just really thought I could help him. And that was important to me. So we were assigned to each other on the show. We were assigned, but we already knew it was going to be you and I. <laughs> so oh. I wasn't sure. You know, there was five candidates and five coaches. Oh. Nah, I knew. Nah, I knew. You knew? I, okay. Yeah. Because, you know, fate, destiny, you know, it falls up right on me. So I know. Yes. Now, once we started working a lot behind the scenes, we had done a ton of Zoom meetings like this. But then we got really deep on our private session yeah. through Zoom about childhood trauma and love trauma. And I was coaching you a little bit different skills than the other coaches were using. Scott, once you had learned about past childhood and love trauma that has impacted your life, and you and I started working in privately on our Zoom sessions, what changed for you? I have to say that when I originally went into this, my dating skills really sucked. After Michael, I was just like, I chose the same type of person and it just kept screwing me over more and more. But anyways, long story short, too late. Um, we went into this, you and I, differently than the other coaches did, which mm -hmm. I was very happy about because we going into, you know, Sorry, mom. You know, all my childhood drama, and I shouldn't say drama, it's more like lack of drama than, you know, working on the childhood issues that I've had, which is, they're still there, but they're not as prominent and I don't dwell on them as much as I used to. Right. Dynamics of trauma. We went through the 10 childhood traumas and yeah. that you could identify with them. What started changing in your life a little bit differently with your coaching as we went through the process? Um, I became more secure my insecurity kind of like went out the window. One big thing, and I'm sure that everybody in the whole planet will agree with, about me learning about sarcasm and wit are two different things. Yeah. Which is a sign of insecurity and um, a purpose for myself. I learned that through your teachings, that I had a purpose. Mm -hmm. I never had a purpose. You know, I thought I was just put on this earth to, you know, eat chocolate and <laughs> play with my dogs and make money and, you know, that's about it. It's all good, too. <laughs> Those three things are good, but there's plenty of purpose. You also had a good business going for yourself at the time, the fragrance business and candle business. You were enjoying I, that. I did, and it actually thrived even more because of the show. Yeah, it did. It really took off. Um, at the end, it was so exciting having your launch party. for Which, by the way, I'm having another launch party on Thursday. Am I invited? <laughs> Um, well, if you want to come out to Los Angeles, um, like tomorrow, yeah, um, same place, <laughs> and it's for two new colognes, um, and we're relaunching Proteus again, which is beautiful, beautiful. So, yeah, so I, I started my own company after Michael died, and it was going fine. You know, I was making money. I wasn't rich, but I was making money, and uh, the show, you, everything helps me get more secure in myself. Mm -hmm which made me have more drive, which made me have to do more stuff, which all of a sudden I'm getting all these new clients and I'm doing all this, the launch of the new cologne. And now, I, now I'm on my eighth cologne in two years. Ah, fabulous. And I'm actually launching, one of the two that I'm launching on Thursday is my personal cologne Ooh. that I named out, I dedicated to my father. 
Oh, my, nice. So it made me stronger within myself to make me have more drive. Mm-hmm. And that drive led me now. Now I have my own production company. Now I'm executive producer on two TV shows. I know. With my mom, as a matter of fact. I've just like raised myself up, you know, and I learned something really important that um, it doesn't matter how many times you fall down. Mm-hmm. It's how many times you get back up. That's right. That's right. As your coach, I was seeing your anxiety go way down. Whoa. We're working on the like this. Sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> we still like got that. a lot of it, but that makes us laugh in the process. But that went down and you could focus more. You were focusing mm-hmm. more as your anxiety went down. And as that was happening, uh, the focus, the drive, the confidence just exuded. And by that time you were hosting that party. I mean, when I first met you, you were scared to death about hosting it. And I'm like, oh my God, you're going to be amazing. You're on fire. I had three or four of your friends pull me inside and say, Rihanna, Scott's a whole different person. How many times was I going to cancel that? Oh my God. Two weeks prior. How many times was I going to cancel it? I was going to cancel it. I'm going to cancel it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And you we got you meditating. We got you slowing yeah. it all down. We got you thinking through the process from the beginning of the event to the end. What did you want? You know, it was just calming it all down. And mm-hmm. as Scott had learned, many people with past childhood and love trauma have very high anxiety. And when anxiety is up, so is cortisol levels. And then your memory goes down and your ability to focus goes down. So as we were working together and we were raising his confidence levels, lowering the anxiety, the focus just really came together. It doesn't mean that anxiety doesn't come up in your life anymore, but when it does, it's a teaching moment. It's like, okay, what's off? What am I letting go or procrastinating on that I got to take care of? It's just a different kind of message. It doesn't freak you out anymore. Actually, I still have the anxiety and I still have you know, things that show up. I wish they wouldn't, but they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't get stressed over them anymore. Good. I it just, doesn't linger. Kind of like I expect them to happen. Yes. So I, I kind of expect being a little anxious for when something happens. And I'm like, okay, fine. I already, I already expected right. it. So I'm just like calmly do whatever I need to do and just... Good. A little bit of stress just means you care. Like you're caring about your project you're putting together. Oh, no, no. But Rihanna, you know, you know, when I have stress, I don't just have stress. (laughs) I have stress. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'll make the littlest anthill into the biggest, you know, what is it, mountain of molehill? Yes. Yeah, that would be me. (laughs) So, and I've learned to curb that. (laughs) Yeah, it was really wonderful seeing the changes as we were going through this taping process together. And then when you went out and started dating, what was different in your dating choices compared to what you would have done pre-coaching? What changed? Well, I will say this. I never really thought of, you know, your wants and needs and your requirements, uh, your requirements, your uh, I don't think so. And I never really thought of that beforehand. And with going through the coaching and everything, I figured out what I required, mm-hmm. what I wanted, what I needed, and what was the difference between both. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking at things different. I started looking at people different. Consciously. You were looking Consciously. at the consciously. Consciously. I was, aware. I was yeah. right there. I was right. I was present. I was right there. Yeah. I remember I went on that first date without, I can't remember what his name was. See, that's why it didn't really matter that much. <laughs> but that first date, I knew within what was it like five minutes i mean we didn't get past the appetizers so i'm like okay i think the time's gotta go i oh oh my dogs i gotta go pick them up so you were right. clear on what to look for and yeah. what to avoid and the funny thing is before this if i went on that exact same date we would have dated him for a while because of the attraction the, there was chemistry because it was attraction but 
just because there's attraction, that doesn't mean that it's going to be good for you. That's right. So, hey, you should uh, have all these but, high lessons. <laughs> but on the flip side, yes. you can have everything under the sun with this person, but if there's no attraction, there's nothing. Right. So right. You, you can't just accumulate attraction all of a sudden out of the blue. So I probably would have dated him for a little while, but I knew within the first couple minutes that I'm like, nah, it's not going to happen. He's gorgeous. He's a nice guy, but no, it's not going to work. Right. That was that. And then second date, I put all my little requirements and my little wants and my needs and he Mark checked off every single box. And you and Mark every, were together for quite a while. We were. Originally, we were just going to be, we decided just to be friends. Okay. And he went to, he went to an improv show where you got, everybody met him. Yes. What it's funny thing is everybody met him, but nobody knew who he was. And um, I think it was that night or later on, maybe a couple months later. No, I think it was about a month later. We we're just like, why aren't we dating? Because we had this attraction, and you know, we were kind of flirting with each other. And he was like, I don't know, why aren't we? So we went on a date, and a real date, and one thing led to another, and I was married the next day. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but we dated for God, two and a half about, years, was it? Yeah, it was about. About a year and a little under two years. Okay. But remember, we had that like seven month break in between because he was filming up in Canada. Yes. And I was here. Yes. So, um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, about a year and a half. Let's say a total year and three months. Okay. And it was great while it was there. Something somewhere along the line disconnected. And I don't know if it was because we were apart from each other too much? The distance was a struggle. Long distance relationships are always a struggle. Yeah, and with yeah. my career going was, you know, through the roof, is going through the roof, we were just kind of like, there was never any time. Mm -hmm. um, and then we started talking about moving in together because then we'd have time because no matter what, we'd still be under the same roof. Right. Which didn't happen. So um, I kind of let it like, not die a slow death, I don't want to say that because I really did, I, I really thought I was in love with him and I cared about him very much. Mm -hmm. uh, but it kind of just like leveled out a little bit. We're still very good friends. Don't get me wrong. We're very good, good. friends. And he's probably the only ex that I've ever had that I'm still speaking with. That I'm, I'm that still, still have a friendship. Well, that's well, a big, that's a good development for you as well. But yeah, prior to the show, um, <laughs> I didn't care about keeping my ex's friends. After the show, I started caring. So I made a very strong effort to him and I being friends. And we're still very, very good friends. Good. And that's a um, conscious effort as well, just to keep the friendship. There was love there. There was a lot of respect. Yeah. The distance was always a challenge. Yeah. Uh, and I remember how busy you both were in your careers as you chatted me about that. Oh, but yeah. I thought it, you had changed so much because as a whole, the contestants, everyone's like, I'm ready to go date. And Scott's there, I don't want to date. <laughs> I hate dating. And yeah. I'm like, oh God, how am I going to move this guy to go out and a date? So you were the first to date and the first to find love even before the show ended. So I said, that is true. Of your I, process. Think I think I was the only one. You were the only, well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did, and I did find love and because of the show and because of you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And you've changed, I mean, you changed my life so much in, by coaching me. I wouldn't be where I am right now. My career would not be going, yeah. because I would not be putting, all of myself into it. It's I mean, exciting because people sign up wanting love or coming out of a yeah. traumatic relationship or the trauma that you endured. 
And, but they don't understand when they clear up or understand their past childhood and love trauma and how it impacts them in life and love equally. When they get that point and they get the lessons behind it, like mm -hmm. everything changes. Like so many people get promotions or new jobs on top of the great love, you know? Yeah. So it's so equally life and love changing that you don't maybe think, like you said, my career was going pretty well. My life was okay. You just wanted a partner. That's how mm -hmm. almost everybody comes in. It's like, well, open your mind. You're going to learn a lot about life too. And you sure did. Yeah. Uh, everything changed for you. It's really Well, it's like, to, I have to admit, tell your listeners too, that if you've had not just childhood trauma, but let's say um, lack of attention, lack of love, lack of feeling like you, you know, you're not worthy, whatever. If you don't acknowledge that and know that this is what happened to you as a child or as, mm -hmm. a, as a young adult or whatever, or like my last relationship after Michael died, three years I blamed myself, it was my fault. Wow. My fault. And I was miserable for three years. If you don't accept it and realize what it is and accept it and just kind of like let your body absorb it instead mm -hmm. and not worry about it, it's just part of you. Then you can move forward and find what you're looking for. It's a part of processing I, it. We really deep dove with my workbook. We did yeah. my workbook behind the scenes Yeah. in our private meetings. We probably had two or three times more of the meetings that a lot of other people did with only my notebook. Mm. And when we went through the assessments and really broke it down, we found a way to process it, forgive it, learn from it, become stronger because of it. And spiritually, where did this guide you to learn this and that or to do this mm. or that? type of thing, right? Yeah. It's finding purpose from the pain of the past. Yeah, yeah it's true. I, and I would not change one single second of my life because I would not be where I am right now. Right. right? <laughs> you come to that new understanding. Yeah. So now, where are you, Scott? What changed? Well, we've had, we've had a lot of change. Now? We've huh? had a lot of change. I'm not dating anybody. Now. Not at all at all whatsoever do you no, have a current know. partner don't want to date anybody don't care about dating anybody because i'm married yeah <laughs> say that again for our listeners so they heard it loud and clear <laughs> married legally married yeah. married we're I'm celebrating married. scott's I'm a husband. marriage i'm yeah. a husband and no i did not marry myself because i can only do <laughs> so we want to know all about how you met your um, husband how did you know he was the one I was with actually Mark at the time, and this person actually was introduced to me through a mutual friend. He filmed my first commercial, and somewhere along the line of us being friends for three years, it just kind of clicked. Mm -hmm. I remember. I remember the day though. It was his birthday in September. I proposed on New Year's Eve. Nice. And we were. Uh oh, sorry, mom. Didn't tell you yet. <laughs> Married. <laughs> In March. That's so nice. So, yeah. I'm so happy for you. So, and you know, some of the best love relationships come from that solid friendship first. Just yeah. being buddies, being real, being your authentic self. Everybody accepts everybody just as they are. There's no pretense. Like a lot of times dating, there's so much pretense. So people are yeah. so perfect, right? It was really weird. It's just like, um, I don't know. We were friends for three years and maybe it's because of, I want to say the show and Mark, whatever, after I stopped seeing Mark, maybe something in me changed that he saw differently in me that all of a sudden, like, oh, light bulb, ooh, Scott. Right. Um, or maybe it was deep-rooted and we just saw it or felt it a little later. Or mm -hmm. maybe we always knew. I don't know. But all I know is I was married now. 
Yeah. Share with our listeners some of the traits that you wanted that you feel your husband has. I wanted somebody who was, who was very communicative. Mm-hmm. Really important. Uh, I believe that communication is key in everything. It's true. Uh, because communication is the uh, foundation. Because without communication, you can't have trust. You can't have... You don't have connection. Loyalty. There's not enough connection. Yeah, you've got to have the, you know, the communication. Communication, trust. And funny thing is, is I... It's really weird because I've actually never felt so completely 100% trusting of anybody in my life. Oh, good. That's so important. Without trust, you don't have a relationship. I trust my dogs, but I never trust anybody, period. Well, you know, not 100%. But with him, yeah, 150%, hands down. And it's never even occurred to me not to. Of course, there has to be that attraction. And there always was because when I first saw him, I went, I opened my mouth and went, ah, um, <laughs> and my mind, I saw fireworks in my head. It's nice. And just as somebody who I can be myself with, mm-hmm. not have to stress. And even though, and I know this sounds really, really weird. Even though I always say no, he always offers to help me with whatever uh-huh. I'm doing. With one, of my, with one of my productions, whether it's making something for like the launch, always offers. I always say no, but it's in your corner. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, is that I don't know how to say it. It's just, it's really weird. It's just, it's like I always said about my grandparents. They just had this thing, this mm-hmm. thing, between my grandmother, and my grandfather. It was just this thing. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it's called, but it's just this thing that makes them perfect for each other. It's that bond, which they call the soulmate relationship, where they're just really authentically themselves or best friends first. I can still hear my grandmother yelling out my grandfather's name from across the house in anger. But it was never anger. It was just, I don't know. It's just that, hmm. And that's what I have with Luis. So I like that. Good. I like that a lot. Do you have any tips for our listeners, generic dating tips since you were out there since the show, whether they're women or men, straight or LGBT, younger or older? What type of dating tips did you find worked for you after you got some coaching education on dating? Bring a dog. It always works. (laughs) I can say five things. Okay. Get you as a coach, because that always helps. There you go. Um, don't look for it. Really don't look for it. When you don't look for it, it's usually right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Get your wants, needs, and requirements down. Down. Write them down. You know, literally, what is a deal breaker? Mm-hmm. You know, absolute deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't stray from those. Keep those right there in your head. You know, a piece of paper if you have to put it right on your hand. Yes. You, you know, a checklist. Mm-hmm. Uh, always be present and be open for anything. Open for anything. That is the big key. Love open that. Because what you need might not be what you think you, oh, this is what I'm going to be with. It can surprise you. That's right. Remember the exercise I taught you, just say hello. Just say hello. Always say hello. Always. I love that one. That one so works. It's so simple, but it works. Always, always say hello. Because, you know, that's uh, from that movie. You had me at hello, um, <laughs> which is true. Always say hello. Never let anything pass you by if you are interested in it, whether it's work, a relationship, friendships, your family. Don't let anything go by and don't ever, ever, ever let something simmer in you. If something's bothering you or if you're happy or whatever, just let it flow. Be present and let it flow. Otherwise, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. I love that too. Yeah, just communicate with kindness. You can speak your truth at any time as long as you speak it calm, slow, yep. and you're consciously aware. 
as soon as you start yelling, screaming, you've lost it and you've lost your personal power, right? So you always need to share from your heart. And if you can do that in a kind and loving way, and you may need to take two hours, four hours a day to even process, why am I upset? What is it I need to talk about? And if you try to, like some people say, well, we just need to talk about it to settle it. No, not always. Sometimes you say, you know what? I need a day to myself just to process some things. You need to ruminate. Yes. Ruminate? Ruminate? Ruminating thoughts, which we call false negative assumptions could come up. Or there's Never negative thoughts. Yeah. Or blurting out. Remember blurting out? Saying things oh, yeah. that are inappropriate that you don't want to say that really kills the relationships. Think before you speak. Big one. But I will say this. There's one thing that I've learned that I will carry with me until the day I die. Okay. Thanks to you. Also, thanks to my dogs. We can learn something from animals. That's true. Dogs. The we unconditional love. Unconditional love. Yes. And... It wasn't until you and the show that I realized that certain people in my life, the love for me was conditional. Uh, when I realized that, things really changed. So I give my unconditional love where it belongs. Love that. And, and I receive my unconditional love because I will not take conditional love ever again. Yes. And that's also staying away from negative or mean-spirited people. Yes. Being very yes. careful to protect your your positive world, your positive mindset that you have developed now at this point. And what you put out in the universe is going to come back to you. Yes. So throughout all that positivity, then all the positivity is going to come back to you. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's got to realize good, bad, love, hate, up, down. There always has to be a commonality. There has to be a balance. Mm-hmm. So just because there's a few bad apples out there or a few bad things going on in your life or whatever, it's okay because the good things are going to weigh it out. Right. That's kind of the lessons of living in the light. Remember the yin yang that I taught you, you know, living in the light is a choice, right? And there is a black dot in the yin yang symbol. Uh, The black dot is those expected things that will come up from time to time. And when they do, we don't freak out. We don't panic. It's like, okay, beeline focus. What two things can I do? Not what can I do? Mm-hmm. Thinking outside of the box to the solutions, jumping right to the solutions, not the panic, the fear, which is living in the dark side. This is what I used to do. Right. I know. Yeah. So that simple lesson when you're in conscious awareness, which you do now, that living in the light is so aware. And sometimes you just say, you have to say your friends, your partners, I need a little bit more time. I'm under a heavy deadline. And you speak your needs and then you just beeline focus into what you have to do. And it just kind of calms everything down. Living in the light, yeah. living with that awareness. Yeah. Nothing is too bad. Everything can be fixed mm-hmm. or fixed, erased or smoothed over. Right. And when the bad stuff happens, a lot of times we don't understand it at the moment, but in general, it's a universal good and we have to be patient. Maybe there's a lesson some there. Maybe we are supposed to move on to the winds of change. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Very true. And and, you know, I'm telling you, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And I wouldn't have kind of a clean house as you, as Uh. you, but I've cleaned house to the point where certain friends of mine, mm-hmm. because of all of this, I'm so aware of everything now. Yeah. I'm so present that I finally realized those little people that are back there, like taking advantage of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, cause I'm aware of that now. Right. More, I'm, I'm just aware of everything now, always around me. I'm an offensive and defensive driver in a car and out of a car. Right. Right. I mean, it and is. I'm married now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. I, know. I can't wait to see and give you a big hug. I'm so excited for you. And this is why we get so close in the process. I mean, Scott and I worked together for six months and then we just became friends after, you know, the graduation and the show was over. That was two years but, ago. I know. But we've stayed in touch whenever I go out oh, yeah. to LA to see my daughter and my family out there, my little grandson, Kingston and Preston. We oh, always have so time to do so a lunch or a dinner, Scott and I, because I just really take to heart the people that trust me with their feelings, their life, their pain. It's, it's so important. I got goosebumps right now. I'm thinking of your process. And we get so close. It's like family. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think of even my clients in New Jersey who are still always on my Facebook page and liking my stuff. And I smile whenever I see them show up because I just think of our bond and our closeness. And those people go back to like, well, 2000s when I went to therapy practice. So. Mm -hmm. And just their journeys and, and their daring to risk and trust for change, that they trusted me enough to help them as their change agent, their coach, you know, yeah. take that leap of faith. And when we did it together, it's just so empowering. I just, that's why I thought, you know, I just loved your story. When you told me the other day, it was only like two days ago, you told me you got married. I'm like, what? Oh my God. I'm so excited. I want a picture. Scott is on my testimonials. Also still has a key video right on the main website that he did for me. Um, Yay, I support. <laughs> He's still there. You'll always be my buddy for life. You know that. And, and, and mine. And you are mine. Thank you. You are thank still you. my Rihanna. Actually, it's just kind of funny. Have you ever thought about that? Rihanna and Travis Scott at one point. And now Scott Travis and Rihanna, get it, huh? Uh -huh. And where's my perfume? Um, you have to be developing my- I'll take my inventory right here on my bookshelf. Musky, now a little bit of floral, but musky mostly. I'll send Spicy. you out one. <laughs> Actually, I'll just have one for you when you're out here next. Cool, all right. You know, I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna be out and you'll meet And you'll meet Louise. Oh, good, finally, yay. If anybody out there, <laughs> does not know that I'm married. You do now. I'm throwing the big wedding thing in September. Oh, right. good. I'll make sure I get that date. I'll be. I'll make sure your butt's here. So I want to make sure I can make it. Oh, you will. Trust me, you will. Okay. You would never want to miss one of these parties. No. And this is my wedding party. I, I know. This is so big. This Actually, is maybe we should do it on New Year's. I love it. Let's do it. Since, since we got engaged on New Year's. Maybe New Year's. That sounds actually maybe a good idea. Yeah, and we'll have Oh, Walt Disney right. World. But look at all these ideas I'm having. Disney World. That could be fun. Yeah. I always wanted to go to Walt Disney World. Whenever it is, just let me know. I'll be there. I will. I know. I know. All right, my love. I'm, we're going to wrap up this show. I you wish know. you were there on Thursday. What's that? I wish you were there on Thursday, day after tomorrow. <laughs> I know, your other party. Hurry up and get a flight. Thursday. It's tomorrow. It's two days. Love you. All right, you're planting some seeds. I love you too, always. And to our listeners and our guests that have listened in on this conversation, I have always told you this, and I always mean it. It is definitely time for you to create the life that you desire and have the love you deserve. And when I say that message, I say it from the bottom of my heart. I say it because of people like Scott who has shared their story and my other numerous graduates that are so happy with the life that they have now. Like if you are sitting there saying, how long am I going to wait to feel happy in every sense of the world? Don't wait anymore, guys. Life is short. 
Thanks again. Bye, love, love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, <laughs> All guys. Right. Bye. Okay, Love Angels and Transformers, I hope you love that show today with Scott Travis. He's such a joy and a pleasure, and his journey just lights me up, as you can tell. We always joke around when we're on together, and like I said, if you're out there listening and saying, I want to feel that happy too, then do reach out to me for that one-time offer. It's only $47 to meet with me for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session. That's the first step to finding out what's keeping you stuck in fear, negativity, uh, toxic relationships, and let's start to change your life. That's what it's all about. And please do tell your friends who you know are struggling or could learn from the show as well about this. This is how you help my mission to change the way the world loves by sharing the stories and the shows by sharing the link. I really appreciate that. Do take a moment to give me a five-star rating and comments on the show. I would love to hear what you thought about it. If you do that, I'd like to give a gift back to you. Just copy and paste your review from iTunes to my email, which is my name, Milne at gmail.com. Send me your review and any comments you would also like about the show uh, that you want me to know personally, or if you want to be on the show, you can talk to me then, or any topic you want to hear in an upcoming show. Okay, and just email me again. That's Milne at gmail.com. And if you do rate and review the show and send it to me, I will send you an information package that will teach you so much. It's including my ebook and how to have the love that you deserve. Make sure you do that. And I look forward to hearing from you in that email. And as always, Love Angels and Transformers, I am here to help you create that life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. Have a very blessed and fabulous week. Bye-bye. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Your personal journey of life and love transformation has only just begun. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. And if you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session with Rihanna, a $500 value. Just contact Rihanna with your questions and to tell her your story at RihannaMilne.com. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.